0: On today's show, Kevin Durant is going back to the Brooklyn Nets. But who are the winners and losers outside of the Nets and maybe in the Nets? With KD returning, we'll do that. And it up. on today's Locked On NBA, let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey. Welcome to your Locked On to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow is to comment anything below. Let us know who's your biggest winner with KD returning to Brooklyn. Could be a team, could be a player. Let us know who's your biggest winner. We'll talk about all those today. And joining me to do it, as always on a Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls, what you got for me, Pat the designer.
1: Is this the end of news in the offseason? Like, is it just over? Well, there's nothing left to talk That's about? It. It's, all, it's all we got. <laughs> I think we're up to a record like eight thumbnails of Kevin Durant on the YouTube side.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we'll keep talking about Kevin Durant, I guess. But it's more about it's more about the teams and the players around Kevin Durant. It's not necessarily about Kevin Durant himself because those angles have been covered all over, and then are counted up a little bit later when we talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. We'll definitely talk about the amount of content that has been made about Kevin Durant.
1: <laughs> but who
0: are the big winners around him? Like who are the big winners outside of 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 that? And I'm going to start with a winner here. Western Conference teams all all come out as winners of this. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna count the Mavs. I'm gonna count at least all of them except for the Suns. Basically, are winners in this because he stayed in the East. He's not done. coming to the Suns. He's not going to, you know, one of these other teams in the West. And he's staying over there, which is good for the Western Conference because then you have a chance. He's not going to the Warriors. Like that, that was a possibility. Those those seem to be maybe the two most likely ones, except for maybe the Celtics. And he's staying over there. So Western Conference teams, I think, made out pretty well in this.
1: I, I'd i agree. I mean, for me, right, I think that you you look at – how the landscape completely would have changed on a team that was leading the pack by a million games last year. Not realistically, but if he goes to the Phoenix suns, it's like they were annihilating us. Like I get, they went out pretty bad to the Dallas Mavericks Uh, as it, as it, as it all went downhill right at the end. But like, they were leading the pack by quite a bit. We we were mentioning get, being sunburned on every single Wednesday. They were doing it. <laughs> so I got to give them credit. Here's the one thing, though, where I may give a little pushback. Can we 110% say that the Phoenix Suns aren't winners? What is a Kevin Durant staying in Brooklyn type situation? A situation that saves you from making a mistake of destroying your entire future for the possibility of maybe winning now. Because they basically would have been like, it's Devin Booker, it's Kevin Durant, we'll see what happens.
0: If they would have done the Mikael Bridges and Aiton, which is probably the only way that trade would have it's gone down. It's the only down, way it gets done. I'm, I may have read too many uh, Suns fans' comments and things where they're like, hey, we're not even trading Mikhail Bridges and we're getting him. And I was like, I don't know how that's happening.
1: But yeah, no. <laughs>
0: but yeah if they had to trade Mikhail and Aiton, then yeah, you're ripping apart your team a little bit for a guy that... Let's be honest, he's not been loyal to teams very often uh, over his career and could leave at at any given point. And so, so yeah, maybe you are winning a little bit there. Maybe you're saving yourself from your own problems there. But you got to admit the rest of the teams in the West, Grizzlies, Mavs, Nuggets, Wolves, Clippers, like they're all they're all winners in this because they uh, because they avoid Kevin Durant on, on either the Warriors or the Suns. And uh the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves are kind of winners in this cuz they just stalled all the rest of the they stalled all the rest of the trades. They they got their trade done. Nobody else can seem to get theirs done.
1: The Timberwolves are the best winner of all because they just destroyed the market. The line of this offseason for me goes to Richard Jefferson and it was almost a throwaway line if you weren't listening close. But after the trade was done, Malika Andrews goes, "Now what?" Do they trade Kevin Durant for. And you just hear Richard Jefferson in the background, France. That's all you can get. That's all you have value-wise to trade for Kevin Durant at that point after the Rudy Gobert deal got done. So you got to view them as a winner. Uh, And I mean, listen, like keeping your hopes alive. Imagine trading for Rudy Gobert, getting rid of all this capital. You finally feel like you're moving in the right direction. And then Kevin Durant shows up.
0: Yeah, maybe a little bit of a loser there. Maybe a little loser because you could've maybe you could have done a Kevin Durant deal at that point.
1: Uh you have any winners? Uh yeah. I, I gotta drop uh my my winner for a very similar reason um, to what I mentioned with the Phoenix Suns is the Boston Celtics for me mm. I know a lot of people may view them as a loser right because you go out and you you add KD to a team that just went to the NBA finals but again gutting your team losing a lot of key pieces that helped you get to that NBA finals losing Jalen Brown who let's be honest like I love Jason Tatum I love what Jason Tatum brought but Jalen Brown was a huge part of why you got to the NBA finals and it, at the end of that ECF probably was the main reason you Get there.
0: He was better in the finals.
1: They he was came. way better in the finals. <laughs> yeah, he was better
0: in the, in the finals at this point. So yeah, the one pushback I'll have on the Celtics being a winner didn't they just like stir up a bunch of infighting because they they like like dangled Jalen Brown out in a trade?
1: I mean, I, y- you don't know how the reaction is going to be. That's that's the possible fallout of it. But I mean, you have to think, right? The entire NBA was just dangled in a trade (laughs) for the possibility that Kevin Durant could come to your team. You have to feel like, at a minimum, at a certain point, they got to look at and say, "That's the business of the, that's the nature of the business, right?" Like, Mm -hmm. if Kevin Durant's on the table, you might also be on the table. And don't take it as a slight, Jalen Brown. You're good enough to be traded for Kevin Durant with a lot of other teammates.
0: There's, there's also, he's been in other trades before. Right? Yeah. like he's been in trades before. He's been through this whole song and dance before. Now he's not C.J. McCollum or Aaron Gordon or guys that have been thrown out in trades like constantly. But he still Every has been trade
1: deadline. He's been put out in <laughs> trades
0: before. Um, I have one more non-net before we get to some of the nets that are winners in this. Let's do it. Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges was in a situation where, and maybe even Aiton in this, but Mikael Bridges was in a situation where he was about to get sent to the Nets to just like. I don't know, be there with maybe Kyrie, maybe Ben Simmons is playing for them at this point, and he's about yes. to just get thrown out into just NBA like no man's land. Now he's still on this Suns team that their fans love him. Their fans love him so much. I saw a video of him at a bar near like ASU, and he's just like doing karaoke in the corner and everybody's just like going crazy. And he's, he's just having a good time over there. Suns fans love him and I'm glad he gets to still be in that fan base. So it's a, it's a win for Suns fans and it's a win for him because he doesn't go live in no man's land with the Brooklyn Nets with whoever was left. From them.
1: Yeah. Hey, here's, here's one more for me uh, that I think you, you got to put a, a caveat on. I don't know if you saw Isaiah Thomas's tweet yesterday. Uh, finally, can we sign now? <laughs> yes. The rest of the NBA free agents that have just been like, hey, I play as well. (laughs) They are a winner on my list at the end of the day. We haven't seen any other moves
0: get made yet, but we're still waiting. As
1: soon as as soon as KD said, I want to be traded. It was like, all right, everybody else. Hold on. We'll get to you when we get get to you. you. We'll get
0: to you soon. All right. Let me do a couple Brooklyn Nets that are winners. First of all, I think the Nets are winners, but I'll put a caveat. For now. They're winners for now because even in all this Kevin Durant stuff, him deciding to come back, he's just going to start the season. Like All the work has been done. They have talked to all these teams. They know what offers are on the table. If they make a decision at a certain point in the season, maybe Kevin Durant gets desperate enough to sit out. Or maybe Kevin Durant talks to Ben Simmons enough and Ben's like, hey, man, it worked for me. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to try it then then yeah. a trade could still be made. Maybe DeAndre Ayton becomes eligible to be traded, and then all of a sudden a trade is made. They know all the packages out there. I think they're yeah. a, a winner in this, but for now, we'll see what uh, what package they actually get back if they do end up trading him, or they just keep Kevin Durant, and that's a win in and of itself.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets are in a win-win situation no matter what, like you said, and I think on top of that, right – the The organization as a whole is in a win situation because you're not going backwards either direction. You've got Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Irving, T.J Warren, Ben Simmons. like on paper, this team sounds like it's supposed to be in the Eastern Conference finals.. It does. And then Kevin doesn't want to be here, possibly. OK, we're going to go gut somebody else's team. We either end up with Jalen Brown, Derek White, a bunch of draft picks for the future and that team we just said. Or we go back to Phoenix and we got Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton and that team we just said. You know? yeah. So I, I I view it very much like you do. I think the other winner you really got to say, though, Kyrie Irving, man. I had him on my list, too. Yep. If you're not viewing Kyrie Irving as a winner in this because you're talking about a situation that would have taken so much of everything where yeah Kyrie hasn't been there he's been the scapegoat he's been all of this right but now the entire focus of the Brooklyn Nets failures fall upon him because if Kevin Durant leaves you know the first story we were gonna hear is because Kyrie Irving was inconsistent being there Kyrie Irving to me is a winner
0: yep I have Kyrie and I have two guys that are keeping their jobs Steve Nash and Sean Marks, they're winners in all this, too. And maybe not because Kevin Durant is coming back, but they're keeping their jobs because Joe Sy didn't want to deal with the ultimatum that Kevin Durant put out. So those guys keeping their jobs, I guess, are winners for now. And then the last one from the Nets, Ben Simmons is a winner in all this because what if Kevin Durant had just, like, not done any of this? No trade requests, no nothing, none of this even happened. June 30th, the trade request doesn't come. We're not talking about it on every single show, on every single NBA show across the world. Ben Simmons would have been a huge story for the Nets. When's he going to yeah. play? Can Ben play? That fake story about him not responding to the group chat. We all believed in it and leaving the group chat. We all believed it because it seems like something that could happen. And so now Ben Simmons is like the third biggest story, the fourth biggest story on the Nets right now, instead of yeah. the number one story, which he would have been. Coming up, let's get into some of these losers. We got some losers that happened with when Kevin Durant returned to Brooklyn Loser. too. We'll talk about some of the losers and then... Count it up. We'll get into Count It Up later in the show. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you uh, a PSA, something you, everybody needs to know. Imagine, you're hanging out with some friends, you're putting back a few drinks, a few becomes too many, and as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think about calling for a ride, and you're like, no, my car's here, I live nearby, I can make it home, I can drive, it's no big deal. What are the odds you're gonna get pulled over anyway? That a cop's gonna be there and you'll be get pulled over. What's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you hurt someone, You kill someone, everyone knows the risks about driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe, plan ahead, get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or to change someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, Pat, we are getting to five winners and losers, or however, number, however many number it is. <laughs> Man. Let me give you a peek behind the glass. The numbers are all fake in titles. <laughs> <All
1: of them. laughs>
0: winners and losers of Kevin Durant staying in Brooklyn. We talked about the winners. There's probably more. What are the losers? I got a couple losers. There's a couple Brooklyn Nets. I'll just, we'll start with them since we've been on the Brooklyn Nets. These are Brooklyn Nets that are losers. Big time loser was a guy that we talked about in our locked NBA meeting the other day, uh, TJ Warren. <laughs> TJ Warren, remember remember him? He played two years remember ago. Him. Yes. He was supposed to, he was he had an incredible time in the bubble, scored fifty six points. And if he if Kevin Durant gets traded, Kyrie's traded, all of a sudden TJ Warren is like the number one option on this team at certain points. If he comes back into form, and he could have had uh, an incredible season for them. And now he's like you know I don't know like the fifth afterthought on this team at this point. So uh, it's maybe a humorous one. But I'll throw TJ Warren as a loser.
1: I I would to agree with you, but maybe also a winner because now it's like, hey, welcome back from your multiple injuries. Lead this team to anything? By the way, your partner in crime is Ben Simmons. <laughs> I'm just saying,
0: the guy likes shots, and there are shots available. Speaking of liking shots, another another loser, I think, and this is Cam Thomas. He, he's the like the the, yeah. the the young guard coming off the bench for the Nets, like. If Kyrie and KD were both traded, there's a ton of opportunity for Cam Thomas to develop and play a lot. And he'll get yeah. shots next to Ben Simmons, but now he's thrown back down the depth chart. And uh, and yeah, many, mini, mini loser, but still a loser.
1: Yeah, he's not getting shots. And it's not like uh, Steve Nash is drawing him up in the scheme where he's going to get a <laughs> shot. So, well, you know, he you're he not played in the playoffs. You, you, got, you got to find those shots where you can. You know what I mean? Just just grab them and go. Uh, I think the biggest loser in all of the Kevin Durant saga for me Is the NBA PA because they have to go into this CBA. Yeah. And it's not just Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant is the dot that finishes it off, right? We Ben Simmons, James Harden, all these names of guys who have gotten big money deals and in the middle of them have said, "I don't want to be here anymore. I want out." Now the NBA PA to me has to go into these meetings where teams have finally told the arguably best player in the NBA, "We don't care how much you cry about it. You'll either show up or you won't be paid. And now it's to a point where you got to go to the table and they're going to look at this and say, yeah, we're going to run back the same deal. In fact, we're going to give you more money because we think you guys are going to finish the contracts. Pat Beverly said it best for me. man. Pat Beverly said it best when he was talking on Twitter. This is going to get ugly. We might be heading for a lockout situation.
0: Think about what's led up to this too. You said that Kevin Durant is just a dot in the eye. Think about the things that have led up to this Kevin Durant thing. It's it's Zion Williamson sitting out and not knowing, you know, did he have an injury? Blah blah blah. Ben Simmons asking out from places. James Harden forcing a trade to two different places in like what twenty four months? Like less than twenty four <laughs> months, basically forcing two different trades with all this. Kevin yeah. Durant then then signing the the you know extension and and then demanding a trade not long after that. It's just. It's time after time that we see these guys demand these trades. Anthony Davis trading, demanding a trade and sitting out. like It's just happened over and over again. We, we call it player empowerment, but I don't know if that's what some of the owners of the NBA Board of Governors is going to think that it is. Um, because I don't think they're necessarily as progressive sometimes in their thinking and and, yeah. and as pro player as we would all want them to be.
1: Yeah, no, 100 percent. It's like Pat Bev said on Twitter, it's not good business. These owners can't wait to it until a new deal comes. All we're doing is hurting the future. Good day. Blessings, gang. (laughs) I, I agree with that, because when you think about it, why would I give you these huge money long-term deals if I expect you to be here 3 years? You're right. going to see you're going to see nice money deals still come through, but you won't see teams commit to guys long-term. Right. You won't see the longevity in these guys. The NBA will probably never see unless you find a Dame Lillard or something like that, a player that's going to be there 20 years. Or this man. Well, he, he he's retired. He's retired already. <laughs> Shut it down.
0: Um, some other losers in this i think phoenix suns fans are losers because one of the most interesting i think the most interesting thing for me over the last it's been two months of this kevin durant saga is how much phoenix suns fans both on reddit and on twitter and facebook other places they were just so dead set that they were going to get Kevin Durant, and thought yeah. for sure that Kevin there was there are meme countdowns. they are like meme countdowns, like all right, I'm doing one meme a day until Kevin Durant get, comes to <laughs> comes to the Phoenix Suns. Like people were so dead set on it, and there's this guy named Flex from Jersey who was like 99 percent Kevin Durant is going to the Suns, according to my sources, and and Suns fans just ate it up. And you're like, first of all, where did this guy come from? Who is he? What sources does he have? What's what's he reported on before? And apparently he's been right about some other stuff before. So, like, you know, credit to him. But just to take that one report and to just be so set on it. Suns fans were so, like, set that they were going to get Kevin Durant. And I think they end up being losers in all this. At least the ones that bought into it. I know, like, Brendan Clean and others, you know, host of Locked On Suns, they weren't – he didn't think that they were guaranteed to get Kevin Durant. Thought it was a good chance. But – Some of them were like so bought into it that it probably hurt a lot when he decided to just go back to the Nets.
1: Hey, I, I, can it hurt that much when you've still got a sixty-six win team? And,
0: I mean, and do you die, remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you remember like, the final score of Game Seven?
1: Like, I, I, I do, uh, I do. The Mavs dominating. Uh, hey, listen, uh, you might not play the Mavs next year in the playoffs if that's your kryptonite. You know, there's do, always another chance. Do you know where their backup center went. <laughs> I think the biggest loser <laughs> of all of this, outside of anyone else. It's Kevin Durant himself. Wow, I mean, go
0: on. Listen, let me just let me just pull up a beverage and sit back.
1: Listen, you ostracized everyone in the Brooklyn Nets organization. Ooh. You called out everybody for failing. You called out everybody around you. You said that it wasn't good enough. You didn't believe. You didn't feel like they got things done for you, even though they moved mountains literally to put teammates with you. And you have to go back into training camp and look all those people in the face. <laughs> you, you said might make it easier.
0: You said them or me when it comes to Steve Nash, your head coach, and the GM of the team. And you're gonna have to come in. He already has come in to a meeting, a closed door meeting with Joe Sy and those two guys, and said, "All right, I guess we'll just come back." And he already ate crow. From what he said, and he's just gonna have to do it every day again. My, my thing, my thing that's I put funny. on Twitter was imagine the first time they play the Suns and he's like doing a pregame speech in the locker room. Guys, I know that I all off season, I was like, I want to go to the Suns <laughs> and I'll ostracize all of you guys. And I didn't <laughs> want coach that's over there sitting in the corner to coach, and I didn't want Sean Marks to be the GM anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want to go to Phoenix, but let's go beat these guys,
1: <laughs> let's go, Nets. BK on three. <laughs> I just it's, it's so funny to me. It's weird, right? Because like I'm, I'm pro player empowerment movement to a point, And I think the players did take advantage of the system a little bit. But it's just so funny to me to see an organization just go, are you done yet? <laughs> like, you know, we don't have to do anything. Are you Are you done? You're done now? Okay, let's go play basketball. Oh, we
0: are done talking about winners and losers of Kevin Durant. Coming up, it up, we'll count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. LeBron is getting old. Dwayne Wade is using too much water. Uh, Kevin Durant created a bunch of content for us. <laughs> and uh and udonis haslam will just never stop playing in the nba apparently we'll talk about all that coming up but before we do let me tell you about bet online they have so many odds and lines and stats and everything you can check out with sports so go check it out they have wnba odds right now we're recording this before my dallas wings play but you still can wangs. check out some future wangs you can still check out future odds um the 28th that is a saturday friday Seattle Storm versus Las Vegas Aces, the second round series. The Aces in game one are a five-point favorite. That one is is pretty interesting to me. That should be a really, really good series. You can check that out. They also have NBA player odds and everything. Uh, They have regular season MVP up right now. Kevin Durant is fourth. He's fourth in this one behind Luka, Giannis, and Embiid. So for, for MVP, so you can check out all those odds. They also have NFL. If you love NFL, if you love dub Bears, or if you love the Bengals, you can go check out those odds and everything. Check it out. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Pat, it's our segment every single week where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, and then we
1: count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count
0: it. Bill Simmons uh, from The Ringer. As soon as Kevin Durant decided to go back to the Brooklyn Nets, and it was announced, tweeted on behalf of everyone at the Ringer, I'd like to thank the Nets and Kevin Durant for two months of lively, provocative, and ultimately meaningless content for podcasts and written pieces.
1: <laughs> as someone that also
0: runs a content uh, engine here at Locked On NBA, I would also like to thank Kevin Durant for the amount of content he created for Locked On. Let's start with this question. Turn it up. How many hours of content do you think that the Locked On NBA channel created just <laughs> around Kevin Durant since June thirtieth when he made his trade request?
1: Ah, uh, what's the date today? The date is the
0: 24th. it It's been two months. We're five days a week. I mean. It's just been, he cre- he allowed so much stuff and it just ended up being all meaningless, right? We got to talk about the value of players and we got to talk about this player empowerment thing like you were talking about earlier. But yeah. all, overall, he created so much content for us for the Suns podcast, for let's talk about the Lockdown Lakers podcast, getting to talk about the Kyrie thing. Like that was a, an extra level to it. This podcast, Lockdown NBA, it's just been Kevin Durant wall to wall for like four weeks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, you got to love it. I mean, it, it's been content, and I love that we've thrown out different trades. We've thrown out different ideas. We've thrown out different teams. He's literally been on every team in the NBA yeah. since he's requested the a Grizz- trade. The other
0: day, the Grizzlies were in the story, and our Locked on Grizzlies show had a what-if Kevin Durant story.
1: So I'm I, I, if I'm counting this correctly, <laughs> we are up to 20 thumbnails alone. <laughs> From the last month. Just from the last month, Way to go, Kevin guys. Way to go, guys. everybody's doing their job, right? thumbnail game, killing it. Uh, so, I mean, you, you got to love that. I mean, it, I don't know, dude, like it's one of those things where like you go through all these think pieces and where could he and where is he and where and I think this was the first time in a long time where there was no right answer at the end of it. No, it's been a long time since like, we're like, this guy's getting traded and he's like, I'm getting traded and the NBA is like, he's getting traded and he didn't get traded. (laughs) By the way, those that
0: wondered, we have 34 NBA shows counting, counting NBA, big board (laughs) fantasy, 34 NBA shows. They're 30 days and 30 minutes, give or take each show. That's 30,000 hours of content. I would guess Kevin Durant was half of those.
1: I I can say this, right? We had a minimum talked about him on Locked On Bulls. Yeah, we had um, maps too. And th- we had no shot. <laughs> <laughs> like we had no shot. It was literally just like how does he We talked about him on Locked On Bulls today. It was literally just <laughs> how does he change the landscape yeah. of the Eastern Conference? Are the Bulls a contender if he leaves? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it 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 was so much content. Thank you Kevin Durant. <laughs>
0: Speaking of, I don't know. I have no segue to this one. On Monday, LeBron James became as old as Kobe Bryant was in his final game. Thirty-seven years, two hundred and thirty-four days. Kobe was at that age in his final game of his two thousand and sixteen season. The one remember where he scored sixty points. Oh yeah, it's crazy thing. LeBron still has a ton left in the tank. That was on, that was a Reddit post on, on Reddit NBA. So, Turn it up. when does it stop? The oldest player in the NBA ever that played like a whole season was Kevin was uh, Vince Carter who yeah. played 60 games. He was 43 years old. Uh, the oldest guy ever was Nate Hickey who played two games and he was 46. Kevin Willis played five games in 2007 and he was 44. But to play a whole season, Vince Carter at 43 is the oldest. LeBron is 37 right now and he just almost led the NBA in scoring. When does it stop for LeBron and for NBA players in general? Count it up.
1: I think LeBron's going on a Brady run. I think everybody thinks LeBron James is going to leave the NBA. LeBron will leave the NBA if he gets bored when he's got enough
0: money to buy a team. And even then,
1: you know what I mean? Like he, he's not slowing down. He was top three in points per game last season. He still can do whatever he wants to do. And Oh, by the way, just in case anybody wonders if he's okay with just being an okay player, right? Maybe all of a sudden becoming a 20 point a game guy, LeBron James is still one of the best facilitators. The yeah. NBA's ever yeah. seen. So he can literally just be like, I'm going to be 20 point Rondo for the next five, years of my life
0: and he's added that post up I mean he added that post up game with the heat and he's got that little turnaround jumper thing He, could, you could do that forever Dirk did it
1: over under 45
0: years 45 years old for LeBron yep 45 minutes so, okay so 46 is the record right he loves records yep, yep. that's nine more years to get to 46
1: That'd- and he's played and he played one of his best seasons of his career last season
0: I don't know about best. They didn't even make the playoffs. I don't know.
1: Well, I'm just saying, like <laughs> stat-wise, one of the up, best seasons up, of his career. He put up a
0: bunch of numbers last year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> give me over on the 45.
1: Going over 45, we got. Can you imagine? Skip, Skip Bayless might not make it.
0: He'll, he'll, he'll keep, he'll keep <laughs> making. He'll keep making money off of him.
1: LeBron, Skip Bayless might get to a point where he's too old to talk on TV every day and LeBron will will still be in the NBA. Bronny
0: James is, Bronny James Jr.
1: These high schoolers, I would have oh, seen them. Um,
0: that brings me to another question. Who makes it the longest right now besides LeBron, I guess? The oldest player in the NBA is Udonis Haslam. He's 41. I think he's I think he's 42 nows but he was 41 last year. Yep. The next oldest players were Andre Iguodala at 38, Carmelo at 37, LeBron is 37. LaMarcus Aldridge, there's a bunch of players at 36. Aldridge, PJ Tucker, Chris Paul, Paul Millsap, Dwight Howard, Taj Gibson, Ariza. Who makes it the longest?
1: First off, just listen to the grouping that LeBron is surrounded by and realize the gap between them. Udonis Haslam probably will make it the longest just because he's only <laughs> got to play in two games a year to get credited for the season, right? He's already, 40, he's like already
0: 42. He's, he's already almost there.
1: He literally just gets in, touches the ball, inbound passes, runs up and down a couple of times, and then goes back to the bench, punches a guy, goes back to the bench. <laughs> he you know played what I mean? Like that. That's it.
0: He played 83 minutes last year.
1: Yeah, he's not. So he might do it just because he's got that role carved out on the um, the Miami bench already. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if any of those other guys make it another season past this one. Like I don't see Chris Iggy Paul going will. that much longer. Chris Paul will, I guess that's, that's one. Yeah. Chris Paul probably will, but I don't see Iggy going that much longer. Mellow's
0: not even on a team.
1: Melo's not even on a team is Melo. Like, is he going to find a home next season? Does he want to be somewhere next yeah. season? That's, that's tough. Um, with nearly
0: 97% of Los Angeles in a state of quote severe drought, Dwayne Wade exceeded his monthly water budget by roughly 489,000 gallons in the month of May, according to um, a bunch of places. California has a standard for daily indoor water use because they have a water shortage right now, and it's 55 gallons per person for indoor water usage. Um, via the EPA, they say that that people use on average, like the households use 300 gallons. Of water a day. 9,000 gallons per month. Dwayne Wade exceeded his water budget. By 489,000 gallons. In the month of May. Um, That's too much.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing. Dwayne's not alone. That's the best part about all of this. It's all the celebrities. It's all the celebrities in California. I love how it's like this is our water budget. And all the celebrities in California. Are like yeah right." Like Kevin Hart. Dwayne Wade, Kim Kardashian, oh, yeah. oh, a repeat of Fe- Sylvester Stallone, 150% over the water budget. Now, now every- I'll, I'll give Dwayne Wade credit. He
0: was over 489,000 gallons in May and only 90,000 gallons in June. Oh, he's doing better. He's moving in the right direction. <laughs> he decreased his, his usage by 400,000 gallons. That's at least something. Uh, but here's when I count it up. Uh How many gallons is daily life things? How many gallons of water on average via? I think this is the EPA too. Uh, A full bath, drop a bath for yourself or someone else.
1: A regular bath or a Dwayne Wade bath? Oh, a regular bath for a regular person. A regular bath. It's probably what ten gallons. Thirty-six
0: gallons. A regular bath. That's
1: a lot of water. A ten-minute shower.
0: Count it up. How many gallons?
1: If a bath's 36 minutes, I, give, me, uh, give me 50. 20. 20 gallons for a shower. Come so it's, on now. It's, less, it's less gallons to do
0: a shower than it is a bath. So there you go. It's also you, cleaner. You, you can use less. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a new girl, they call them medieval filth cauldrons. Is what they call them. Uh, a daily toilet flush on average.
1: Everyone or just Everyone a combined.
0: One? Yeah, everyone combined.
1: Well, oh, it depends on if I have the coffee that day or not. But, I mean, what, what are we talking here? Are we talking five, five gallons on that? This is a range.
0: 19 to 24 gallons, the average what? daily toilet flushes per person.
1: Uh, that's a coffee day. <laughs> uh,
0: one washing machine load. I don't know. That,
1: I've, I've, I've missed so badly on all of these. 15, 15 uh, gallons for a washing dang machine. Dang it, I was going to say that. I so wasn't. it's about the same as
0: a... a just a little bit less than a shower, basically. Um, one dishwasher cycle. Let's
1: go ten gallons.
0: Oh, there it is. Boom! Four to, four to ten gallons for an average dishwasher cycle. So it's less I'm on the high it, side. it's less to do your dishes than it is to wash your clothes. So check that out. So there you or, go. Dwayne.
1: You could save time by putting the clothes in the dishwasher no, okay. and water. <laughs> Steam dry, baby. Steam dry. <laughs> All right, quick one to end here.
0: Tyrese Halliburton was interviewed recently and said, I was just writing down regrets I have in my life, and only one resentment I could come up with in my life right now is the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to hold on to that. If I'm being completely honest, that trade is such a blessing for me. Tyrese Halliburton was so locked in to, to turning the Kings around that he was resentful for them for trading him for, for Demonis Sabonis. turn it up. How many other people in the world do you think would write the Sacramento Kings on their list of resentments?
1: (laughs) Where do we begin? Uh, How many season ticket holders do they have? How many season ticket holders do they have? How many Uh, full-time media and podcasters do they have like Matt George? (laughs) Got to at a minimum go uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, yeah. Uh, You got to go Rudy Gay. Get out of here. (laughs) Uh, What else are we thinking here? Chris Webber, he (laughs) won there, but I mean, just by default, right? Like now I got to be a fan of you. Uh Vlady is the cause for it but I guess we could call him a regret. Yeah, get out. Um Marvin Bagley for for oh, Vladi yeah. is uh for putting him for in that situation too. Pops in the old country yeah, no. for Luca so he goes Bagley. Yep. Bagley get out. Oh uh, my gosh. There's a lot the of people. The state of Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> the state, the city of Sacramento. <laughs> The city of Sacramento. (laughs) I mean. The state of Sacramento. The state of Sacramento. The Golden City. No, 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 (laughs) no. You don't understand, Nick. I meant the mental state. (laughs) Oh, okay. There you go. There you. go.
0: He cleaned it up. He cleaned it up. There you go. That's Lockdown NBA. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Go listen to Lockdown Mavs. We did a a bunch of big burning questions about Luka and the top five scores on the team. What are you guys doing on Lockdown Bulls?
1: Uh, we talked about uh, Kevin Durant sticking around and uh, what <laughs> impact that's going to have on the Eastern Conference, and we broke down how uh, the Bulls bringing back uh, some new player development guys that could be interesting mm. to the future of the team.
0: Go check out out those shows, make them your second listen, or any Locked On NBA show, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Boom. Hey yo. Oh.